Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is JC, a man that has been very busy watching a lot of wrestling. JC, how are you? Oh, you know, it's another day. It's a, a day late and a dollar short, but we're here nonetheless. Was that a Blink-182 reference? I don't know. Do you even know what Blink-182 is? Uh, yeah, Blink, that was like my first CD. Okay. That and Eiffel 65 were my first two CDs. No, actually, no, they were my second and third. Smashmouth Astro Lounge was my first CD as a kid. So very, very quickly, because I got to know, I, the inquiring minds, especially nosy Nestles, need to know. Uh, Eiffel 65, can you name another song besides I'm Blue? Um, I, back then I probably could because I had the CD, but now I can't tell you that I've looked or even know where that CD is for the last like 20 years or whatever. So uh, off the top of my head, I don't think I could. I don't think I could either. I, but I, at the time, like I knew some of the other songs because I would put it in the CD and it would play. That tells so. me a lot about you, honestly. It really does. Your music taste is just just the, the three that you just. Well, said here's right the there. thing: when I was a kid, like I didn't really have music taste, so it was just kind of like, what are the popular things out right now? I like my parents got them for me for Christmas or whatever, and that's and I was just like, oh, this is good. I Blink One Eighty Two is the one that stayed with me. I can't say I uh, got any more Smash Mouth CDs after Astro Lounge, even though I did love that CD as a kid. It was an easy song to comprehend and fiddle onto, and I'm an all star. You so. are an all star. You are an all star. From now on, you yeah. will be Smash Mouth JC. No, uh, all right. So let's get into the whole thing. Before we get into the regular part of the show, there is uh, a lot of news and notes that we have to get through. But the one thing that I want to start off the show with JC is uh, the end of in- uh, sorry, the end of winter is coming in the AEW. We saw a sorry AJ Styles. Excuse me. Oof. We saw Kenny, Kenny. Omega. Better than Justin Roberts, JC should be your ring announcer. So anyway, uh, Kenny Omega brings home the big dub and uh, beats Johnny Moxley with the help of Don Callis. At the end, they rush out and they say, we'll see you next Tuesday. And then, of course, Alex Marvez goes, AW's on Wednesday. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I know, like, it wasn't him. It was just more the, like, just the delivery of it made me feel like, what the fuck? So anyway, uh, it it just, it sparked, like, boom in our heads. We were like, oh, my God, this is crazy. There's going to be an impact, an AEW relationship somehow, some way. I mean, quite frankly, this was, like, what we've been waiting for, uh, having the difference between... Uh, WWE, which is like Disney, where they don't want to touch anybody else. They just want to be their own thing. Not according to Vince. Vince said he's open to work with other promotions. And they have. They've worked with indie promotions like a ball. Yeah, I I think he wants to say more. If I had to guess, if I had to throw a wrench into it, I'd say he wouldn't mind helping smaller things, but not competition. He doesn't. When he sees AEW... Well, it's also, if if he were to work with Impact, like, the only one benefiting from that is Impact. Oh, yeah. There are people... 
Like maybe you gain like two extra viewers that are like give up WWE and like oh now I get to see Eric Dunn back in WWE. But like that's right. Chances no, are, if you're watching Impact, you're watching WWE I don't know, too. I, it's funny because uh, this past I guess last night on uh, Impact, so I don't know if it was Joe or Dom or somebody said basically that uh, it was TJP versus. Uh, it was like a backstage segment. It was like TJP and somebody. And it was like it was like TJP. Neville and something else or whatever, and it was just like this looks a lot like two hundred five live or something, and I was just like, mm, okay, but you know, is what it is. So they got Brian Myers uh, as a serious wrestler over there. So. That's true. It's hard for me to take him seriously, but anyway, back to my original point. Uh, Kenny Omega uh, was supposed to be on Impact, uh, and we waited and we waited and we waited and we waited to the very very end because that's what they do. I actually watched on the Twitch because of our boy Dommy Feds go out and double check Dommy Feds. He is amazing uh, on Jobberknocker.com as well as uh, just a great socializer. He's just, he just, guy does so much for the Jobberknocker. Can't speak highlier. That's not even a word, but he's so high. Highlier? He's high above me. He's so lovely. Dommy Feds 33. Kyle Bachman, Dommy Feds? Dommy Feds, yeah. No, so, but, uh, so I read his report, but I also watched, uh, 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 sorry, uh, I watched Impact myself. Uh, The promo was relatively long. It was in the bus, which Joth Matthews said basically nothing. Which I'm a fan of because Josh Matthews should never say anything. Uh, but I mean, how he pulled his wife, I'll never know. With that face that he has, I, I just—he looks like a squirrel. Anyway, so maybe he's on Team Hog. Maybe, maybe he is. Uh, but anyway, we get to, we get into this bus thing, which I really enjoyed a part of it because Don Callis. I I always forget Don Callis can speak well <laughs> sometimes. But him unveiling his plan, saying this wasn't two weeks in you know in advance or a month in advance, this was years and years in the making, and I made Kenny Omega a, a star and in New Japan and putting that match together with Jericho and that you know that that made that spoke to Tony Khan. Then now AEW is is basically because I made that match. So you're welcome, Tony Khan. I love that. Then he's like, you know what? And then you know Kenny gets in and talking about the Lex Express, which I always love when wrestlers make fun of failed things like the Lex Express specifically, because it's near and dear to my heart, because that was like right in my heyday of watching wrestling, like right when I got like super fandom into it. So the mat- the the promo was relatively good, uh, but I think it was a little bit too long and too much. But again, it made me also go, he wasn't in the arena. Like he wasn't technically part of Impact. He could have done that anywhere. So I would have liked like the visualization for me of seeing like Kenny Omega with an impact sign behind him to me would have been more powerful. Yeah. But I think so this relationship, whatever it is, whether like my, it was my first thought, whether Khan's going to secretly buy them or if it is truly just a partnership, like for AEW, like the end of their show last week was such a pivotal thing for them as well. So they aren't going to just give impact all the rub to use their new champion as the first, like, you know what I mean? So this was a nice way to like introduce it and like, like really bring attention to the crossover. But I don't think the crossover is going to involve him as much. Like, he's now the centerpiece on AEW, so they're going to want him to be the centerpiece of Wednesday night show, tonight's show, if you're listening uh, on Wednesday. Um, so, but it, it's definitely, I'm curious what your take on what this is going to be like moving forward. Is it that, like, Tony Khan has bought Impact and this is going to become the second brand? Or is it going to be just like they're going to trade some talent? Or is it just going to be like a one pay per view thing? I think there's a lot there because I don't know I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Uh, I, like again, I watched part of the stream because Adami, you know, gave me the, the stream, and I totally thank him for that because I wouldn't have done that extra work. Uh, but I watched the I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. Like I said, the um, Tony Schiavone, Tony Khan, they bought yeah, it. That was great. I I enjoyed that. So, uh, so for me, nerd. when I and I, you know what's funny from watching this whole thing with Tony Khan, I thought to myself, you know, we give him a hard time 
because he looks like, you know, like some nerd, essentially, which he is. But he actually had some very slight acting chops here. And, like, Tony Schiavone had a great line. He was like, yeah, I worked for Impact one night, you know, 18 years ago, and then I quit the business. Like, I I, I laughed out loud for that because I thought that was wonderful. Um, so they're really trying to to divide AEW and Impact. Like, there's a certain type of slight there where they're like, yeah, on the real wrestling show tomorrow night, there's this, this, and this, and this. By the way, Kenny, we know how you're getting to the arena. I actually put that together. So I'll be waiting for you, pal. Like, I thought that was great. I thought that created a sense of like you motherfucker you fucked me i'm gonna i'm gonna get you and i'm okay with that like i'm okay with the, how it feels i'm okay with everything i don't necessarily think it's gonna be one-off pay-per-view i don't think he owns impact i think he's probably helping impact uh financially in some some way i think that the there's a reason why there's people like the good brothers on impact and didn't go to AEW for a reason so i i, I have a feeling as if this has been in the works for a little while to get the minutiae out and get the egos out of the way for everybody to kind of win in different ways. So I don't see this as a thing that's going to go away. I see it trickling in, so to speak. And eventually, maybe it will culminate at a pay-per-view, but I don't see it stopping. I see it as the beginning of a bigger thing going forward. Because there's a, there's a meme out there. I don't know if you saw it, but it's hilarious. They photoshopped uh, Kenny Omega over Thanos' face, and all the rings are just different titles. And I was like, ah. Oh, Sign me up. Like, I love this. Like, I love when people do stuff like that. So, you know, on a positive note, I think this is great for wrestling. You know, it's going to be hard to shoehorn, as we've talked about, every piece of talent in there. Um, but I do think, more importantly, the one thing that got me more excited, regardless of the Young Bucks going to the tag division for Impact or Kenny Omega going over and doing certain things or what AEW versus, uh, you know, Impact can do, the more important thing was the Impact Wrestling division for the women is superior to AEW. So I was thinking to myself, let's get some of those women to get into AEW because they desperately need better wrestling on the AEW. Yeah, that's why we've seen literally the only matches they really feature are NWA women's right, matches. Right. Uh, but uh, we're not done with Impact, uh, WrestleMania because in our finish, we're going to do predictions because apparently uh, it's a turning point for them. They have pay-per-views more than WWE does. It's kind of ridiculous. So, F you, Ray Ray, for making us pick these every week. See, Ray's trying to make up, uh, as we, I have to give a shout out to the NXT uh, Hangover Bunch, the Danny uh, and DQ. DQ and uh, TJ did NXT Hangover on the uh, YouTube channel. Go check that out. They did 25 minutes. And they didn't really burn me this time. So, congratulations on being adults, boys. And uh, they did a great job as usual. Uh, but also, the predictions, I think, were still. Do you know who won the predictions? I think TJ had the TJ most. TJ won. So let's give TJ a little bit of a bow and applause, folks, because he deserves he's it. Still, he's still eating my dust, though. So I'm going to be the one to catch Ray. I'm going to be the one to win, because that's how it always is, because I've never lost predictions ever. Okay, so anyway, now that we're back down to reality, Ray Ray is the story here, folks. Let's not bury the lead. Ray Ray has a cushion. Like, I mean, like, sizable, like, donut for you just had a hemorrhoid cream, donut-sized cushion. Ew. Yeah. Like, you know, you had something wrong with your butt. Anyway, Ugh. so he has that big cushion, but it's deflating, and everybody's nipping at his heels, including your boy JC and Nestlemania. So it's coming, folks. The mania is coming, and it's well. After that disgusting talk, I think we need to get shiny. You got it, Bubba. You'll always be in my shine. Mwah. By the way, on Twitter, did you see that uh, her and Sonya talked about not being part of the feud of the year? Yeah. That was great. Yeah, because uh, rivalry or feud or whatever the fuck they call it, uh, Lana and the Table um, has it. But uh, speaking of awards, our Knocker Awards, uh, the shiniest show of the year, will be coming end of the month. Uh, TJ and I have finished our prep, so we, uh, when that recording comes, we will be good to go. 
And uh, I'm excited, Nestlemania, because that's my favorite show of the year. I believe it, it is my favorite show of the year. I've already been in talks with our favorite voiceover artist, Michael P. Downing. He is ready to go to voice his Sweet. pipes. So it's going to be a lot of fun, as we usually do it. Uh, I think there's like 14 categories. It's insane. Yeah, we added. Uh, we have we had to split up match of the year this year. Just a little teaser to uh, an actual wrestling match, and then like the the cinematic thematic matches. So that got split into two categories, and I think there's uh, one or two other new ones. So, but I might have killed one too. I don't know. But yeah, there's quite a few. So that'll be a good show to look forward to. But we're talking about this week and this week's shine and WrestleMania. My favorite thing from this week was on Monday Night Raw, and it was Miz and Morrison on Miz TV imitating Drew. McIntyre and Sheamus. I was in stitches. Our boy Ben actually watched wrestling this week. He enjoyed it, and he's a Miz hater, as we know, but he thought it was hilarious. I just, I absolutely was dying laughing this entire segment. Miz and Morrison were also great on Miz Miz and Mrs. last week, so it's just like everything's coming up, Miz. Everything does come up, Miz. So it's funny, you know, it's hard for me because as I'm watching a lot of the programming that I watch, I always have you in my ear going, it's entertainment, it's entertainment. And so when you like in the name, yeah. And so the, like, I didn't laugh at the Miz so much as I laughed at John Morrison. Like I, I didn't expect John Morrison to hit that, that accent as good as he did. So like, I know the Miz is kind of like, the Miz is an overactor and eats up scenery and all that stuff. Like he's goofy. We know that we know Morrison can be goofy too, but we don't necessarily see Morrison's chops sometimes like we just see him as the hype dude so the fact that he kind of did like more in that segment i kind of i couldn't stop laughing either um of course we knew they were going to get a brawl which you know was Seamus. the whole the whole thing was threaded through the whole night i'm curious how you feel about it is that is that a positive or was there too much of it yeah no i i think it was because this is like your main thing and we've talked about the last couple weeks is like there are so many moving parts on the wwe championship right now and i fucking love it it's coming from all angles like Styles pinned Sheamus in the match. Drew and Sheamus getting a fight backstage. They beat up your boy Pat Fox. It was like typical boys. Like you hate each other, you had your shirts, then you hug and make up after you fight a little bit. And your boy Pat Buck got murdered in WrestleMania. Oh I just want to that. that I popped. I popped for Buck. I thought that was great. Here's here's my issue. This is my only negative, and it's such a nestlement picky thing. I'm about to go JC nitpicky on this. So why the fuck are Drew and Sheamus not suspended like Braun? What they did to Pat Buck was worse than what Braun did to Adam Pierce. Brown is suspended, quote unquote. We know he's injured, but he's kayfabe suspended, and these two are just fine. I, I, I favoritism. Have, I have it on good authority that Pat Buck doesn't mean shit. That's what. <laughs> he's I no Adam Pierce. He is no Adam Pierce. By the way, I, I I wish that into existence. He hasn't been on my television for a whole week. I he, can't wait he, till he's back he was, in a big he way. He was in that week. Pat Buck seg- Pat Buck segment for like three seconds, and I was like, "Is that all we're getting? Is that all we're getting?" <laughs> You were kind of sad. You missed him. No, I don't miss Adam Pierce. I don't miss him. You're uh, a bald shamer. I yeah, I, uh, I don't even know where to go with that because uh, listen, I I love bald people, so uh, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it was your favorite. That was your favorite uh, coworker at NBC. Yes, you're Technically. right. You're absolutely yep. right. You are. You are. So anyway, uh, listen. That was the whole segment was interesting. I'm curious to your take on the whole like, you know, miscalculation hit the bro kick. And then they, you know, like, is that good storytelling? Is it over? I think so. I, okay. I, because like, honestly, with this, like, Miz and Morrison are just like, they're like the, the Nats with it. AJ Styles is like the guy right now. But what they're building with Sheamus is that when this does like blow up, which we all expect to blow up, it's going to be more than just like, oh, Sheamus is a random contender. They're building up this feud way before it's going to start. And those are the best type of feuds. And it's something we haven't seen WWE do a good job of with their big titles. It's usually like, 
okay, Drew and Randy for three months are going to fight. And then randomly, we have to have a six-man number one contenders match, and then he's going to fight that next guy for one to three months. It's like, at least now, it's like, we're like laying groundwork. It was similar, like, they're never going to be Sasha Bailey, but it's like, that's why Sasha Bailey is so good, is because you see the relationship. You see it. There's little threaded needles all along the way. There's little details here and there. So when you get to that big moment, you have, you know, WWE loves their packages. You have so much stuff to pick from now, so much story. They've gotten so much better at it, I think, in 2020. With WWE's biggest improvement has been storytelling. Obviously, like, there's a lot of bad stuff, too. But, like, I really think they've done a much better job of finding stories, whether that's the Pritchard influence or someone else, like, as negative as some things are. This is the positive coming from this. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm, Mac, I'm not a Mac guy, but I can definitely see the talent there. So he's, you know... He's he's on the television for a reason, so he does a good enough job. Uh, Sheamus, I've always been like a, a like a closet Sheamus supporter. Like I enjoy. I think we all are. Like I enjoy he's a total him. package. Yeah, he, he there's nothing he can't do. But I I I just don't want to. I just don't want to tell people I'm a Sheamus fan. Like I, I feel well, he's he's never gonna be the best, but he's always gonna be like you. He's a plug and play. Yeah, exactly. he has one of the best move sets. He has a great character. He, like, works as a heel. He plays off people. He's an underrated promo. He's so fucking hateable. He has a dumbass look. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, he's unique. There yeah. is, so, like, he, he brings so many different things to the table. It's, like, there's not there's not any way you can't stick him. And he looks like an old-timey fighter in that hat. I can't not... I, I gotta love it. I just... I hate the hat. I love, it works for him. I love the whole time. I hate it. It looks great. I think it's wonderful. Uh, but... So that that's a whole thing, uh, but we can move on to something else. Is there anything else uh, specifically that you'd want to talk about? Uh, Super yeah, Fire? yeah, WrestleMania. We got Kofi versus Shelton, and even though they did my boy a little dirty, it's like they did let him go for a little bit, and it was just like ah, ah, we ran from two thousand nine, two thousand ten, baby, and I'm all for it because these two boys can go. And then, like the other big takeaway from this is Cedric continuing to have that edge and that fire. You're talking about fire. He demands a match with Kofi. He accepts because, you know, they were trying to sell him the Kofi, I believe, as a knee injury. Cedric gets yet another win over the New Day. Look at, like, this dude, they're finding ways to just, like, make it, like, they're trying to make it bad by just having, like, this, like, oh, just going to have these matches. But, like, these guys are all so good that I'm enjoying it and I want it to continue. It was a, it was a Super Hot 5 match of the week. There's no other way to put it. Like, I, I enjoy, when I saw Shelty, I was like, ooh, Shelty and Kofi, that's that's enticing. And then of course they did like you said, they did it wrong, which is fine. And then we get to the Cedric thing, which to me, Cedric, like if we don't we talk about things a lot about the hurt business being great and everything. I was more excited for that backstage promo where the guy was with the box of t-shirts and he was like, You're in my way. And I was just like, I was just like, I I love, I love how, it. I love how unnecessary mean like he was to like you know, Johnny come lately with the box. Like I just, I couldn't love that more. And so the character of Cedric is getting so much better, so much better. Yep. It's just, I don't know what it is, but I have, I had a hope. I actually, as I looked at my notes, cause I was saying to you earlier, I don't have hope. I do have a hope. I have another hope, but I'm going to blow my hope now. And I know it's not going to happen, but this is You're how gonna blope? I'm going to blope. I'm Bob. I'm Bob blope. <laughs> I am going to I'm going to blow my hope. It, it Cedric has been so good for so long that nobody cares. Now people care. He's getting higher and higher and higher. We're getting to Royal Rumble season. I would love 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 after TLC. 
because we talk about on this program, you say it the most, JC, the Royal Rumble is where they just give you a contender and you always have a good time. Nobody really cares. It's just kind of there. Cedric Alexander shooting his shot saying he can beat anybody taking on the Mac. I think that'd be oh hysterical. Oh my God. I think that'd be, that hyster- would be great. that'd be hysterical. Hysterical. That match would rule too. Yes. Because Mac would have Patrick to fight a smaller so dude that could still fly yeah. around and do some crazy shit. Like I was sitting, there, I was sitting there going, "That guy's gonna think he can beat anybody in being invincible." Who's invincible right now? The Mac. Like that. I thought, I thought that. I was like, "Sign me the fuck up. Let's do this right now." I think it's more likely that he's gonna get so cocky that he's gonna like say he could beat Bobby and it'll start some dissension. Which, sure. like, take your time with that because I really love this unit of the Hurt Business. But WrestleMania, before we move on, would you say that Cedric has risen through the darkness? He has risen. He's a, uh, 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 his wife has to calm down, by the way, on Twitter. Holy moly. Uh, great. I love how thirsty she gets during his segment. <laughs> it's fucking great. He if you don't know, it's Big Swole uh, over in AEW and uh, Cedric Arathine and uh, he looks Big Swole. Um, With a T? I love that one. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there are many words I could say here, but I don't want to gross people out. No, I know, I know. But the, the picture was worth a thousand words, literally. It, <laughs> it, was, it told you everything you need to know about everything. Uh, I, there is something specific uh, we can talk about on Raw, but I, I I feel like I would do myself more justice later in the program with that. Um, okay, then save it. I'm okay. done on Raw, by the way. Okay, we'll go on SmackDown <laughs> and tell what you want to talk about. Uh, so there's two themes for me on SmackDown, and I think this is a good discussion point because you're a hater, but I thought the Sasha Carmella promos back and forth were super hot fire. This is exactly what I expected from this feud. We talked about there not really being anyone for Sasha to fight, at least with Carmella. It's an established star. It's new, interesting. And she's a good promo. And that's something like Sasha, like, she's not always been the best promo. She has some good ones, but she also has a lot where, like, aren't the best. But I think it's like Carmella's a chance for her to grow as a champion and as, like, this badass babyface character to have a back and forth with someone like Carmella, who we know can absolutely spit on the mic as a heel because we saw it in her title run. So I enjoyed this. It's a different setup. I think with Carmella, it's better to have her on the lead up to not wrestle. Like you set it up to the wrestling because that's how it should be. I think it fits her character as this like pretty, like dolled up, like whatever she wants to be. Uh, the Emelina, I guess, is what I think she's finally been the Emelina. We've been building to the Emelina, but she finally showed the vignettes and everything. Like, uh, So yeah, I'm enjoying the hell out of this feud. I'm excited for TLC because I think Carmella will surprise people in that match. Yeah, I still don't like it. I, uh, I was, you know, I told Guthrie because Guthrie was like, oh, Nestlemania is out of his mind because he doesn't like You are. I know, and that's fine. I, listen, it's lonely. It's lonely on Nestle Island. It really is. Uh, but <laughs> I think you spit take. All right, I'm, a, I'm one for it one. It explains so. a lot of why you are what you are. No, I, honestly, listen, look, and I'm not just, some of the takes I have in this program are egregious. I understand. I, I understand. See, my, my problem with the Carmella-Sasha thing is, yes, they are both good talkers. They're great talkers, uh, even. I'll even go that far. But the one thing that there are things that I look for in wrestling that are different from other people, which I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else. I'm not saying I'm worse than anybody else, although I'm sure people would agree with that statement. That's exactly what he's saying. No, 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 no. I, I'm just hyper. I'm hyper about a lot of stuff. Would you say you're nitpicky? Oh God, yes. I mean, I am. I am the worst. I mean, if you it, here's the thing, you want you want criticism. I'll give you that all day, ding dong day. Like I will give it to you. Uh, but it. Oh, we know. Yeah. So Carmella, <laughs> here's here's the thing. When I'm watching a feud, for me, the things that can blur lines are the best, as we've talked about. When you can make somebody feel uncomfortable, you can say things like that. 
blood and lines. Yeah, I know. I see you dancing. Uh, so, <laughs> I was dancing. Yeah, he was. So when I watch Carmella, I'm like, okay, I sort of believe what she's saying. I don't necessarily believe that Sasha is a good baby face yet. Like, I think that, like, she's been an amazing heel. Sasha's, like, one of, in my opinion, when she's a heel, Sasha's one of the best heels ever. Like, just bar none ever. I think she's got that. She's the boss. She's just, she knows how to make people hate her. And she's very good at it. Baby face-wise, the jury's still out. So I'm still watching this in my, in to me, as an infancy kind of thing. Where, like, she still needs to find what makes her a baby face. Because the way she was talking was still very heelish. Now, I know what you're going to say, JC. You can still be the same person, just change well, yeah. the record so the other way. That's kind of my point with Sasha, because I think the thing with her being a baby face is that it's kind of what we look for with Kevin Owens, too. Is Sasha's a badass. Mm-hmm. And, like, with a heel, like, even, like, all, like, the, like, sniveling shit stuff she does, she's sure. still a badass because, you know, we know she puts her body on the line, whether she's a baby face or a heel. Like, she absolutely goes. So that's what makes her, quote-unquote, a baby face, is that, People just like her. They like her. Yeah, they no, like her look. Her like they her ability. They like everything about her. They like the aura of Sasha Banks. Sure. She's one of the best. It's like absolute respect. So for her, in terms of a character, like she doesn't have to be this milky white toast that no, some of the people have to be. She can be more of like just be herself. Like we look for for Kevin Owens. Obviously, Kevin Owens is one of the most polished people we've ever seen in wrestling in terms of character. So it's an unfair comparison, I think, in that sense. But I think it's just I'm just trying to make the point that like. She's supposed to be a badass, so she's supposed to kind of blur those lines a little bit, mm-hmm. but that's why we love her. Sure. And so to get to my real point of this whole thing, so Guthrie can either sit there and tell me I'm an idiot or that he'll agree with me, which I highly, highly doubt. Um, there's one line, and, and Guthrie, by the way, shame on Guthrie for not noticing this because he's Mr. Fucking Director, Writer, and, and all that shit in films. So I'm calling out my boy Guthrie Roy. Um, there's one line in here that breaks continuity for me all over the goddamn place. And that's what takes me out of this entire thing. Carmela says something like, and I'm I'm guessing, I'm I'm paraphrasing. She said, I won the belt and I had all the adulation from the fans. No, you didn't. You cashed in. You were here when you did it. that's what I feel said. No, 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 no. She won money in the bank twice, Adam. No, I know that, that she made that (laughs) comment, which is fine. That's truth. But you can't. I love it. The way that she said, but the thing is, is the comparison that she was making to Sasha fell on deaf deaf ears because she was saying she she wasn't using it as an excuse as a heel. She was saying it as I won the belt, the fans love me, and then I realized I didn't give a shit. Versus Sasha already being a babyface, saying that she got the adulation for the fans because she's a badass. There's a disconnect there when I was watching well, it, and I just think it's I think it's not them. It's piss poor continuity. In well, I'm about to fact check you because when Carmella won the title, she didn't get a you deserve a chance. Like there was, it was like it was brief, and then they immediately turned her full heel. She was so already was, a heel like, when she was, did it because she had Ellsworth, yeah, though. But but still, like it's we see it sometimes, like when you see someone who's like, I she got think, it. You can I, go back check the tape, bro. I don't think check she got it. I'd be surprised if she check got you deserve the it, but tape, bro. Maybe check. Maybe, but I'm just telling you right now, it's it's very it's hair thin, hair thin on that. And also, here's the other thing too that, and again, this is just me. And that's fine. This Here we time. go. No, it is. Sasha Banks in the ring, chef kiss. Carmella in the ring. There's a reason why she talks, folks. She's hey, always... Nestlemania. Yeah. When is the last time we've seen Carmella? In the hey, ring? what's your favorite Carmella match? Uh Carmella Charlotte. Carmella Charlotte from what paper? She beat. She beat Charlotte. She beat Oscar. From, what, whatever, match? It was, from it was, what match? Whatever, whatever it was before, like before SummerSlam. Okay, whatever it was before SummerSlam. So you don't even know. I don't remember. You think I remember if it's called No if Mercy it's that good, or Armageddon or 
fucking tablet. No, I don't remember pay-per-view names. That's erroneous. It's like remembering a bowl name for college football. Nobody cares if it was a uh, Panda Express not, Holiday Inn fucking bowl, bro. She, my point is is she's not very good in the ring, and when she wrestles, she looks like she's she going hasn't through been a rehearsal. In the she looks like she's going through a rehearsal. It doesn't. There's there's an intensity factor. There's an and and people should know this. There's an so intensity this is, this factor. This is typical and factor. You're hating believe- on something you you're hating on something you haven't seen yet. What if they have a match at TLC and it's the best match on the card? Then I, everything you're saying right now is erroneous. If you're just if, you're you're trying to project things that haven't happened yet if of why you match, don't like no, something. Is, I'm not projecting not, if it's already been proven. It's already been proven. She's terrible. She's terrible. She hasn't wrestled in like a year. She's terrible. We haven't seen her on TV. You don't know Sasha that. What if she's done incredibly better? Through an okay match. That's Probably, it. but Sasha does that to the entire roster, not named Charlotte Bailey. We'll see. But I, well, my thought is, it's not going to be a good match. And shame on you for saying it's going to be match of the night because it won't be. I'm, I, yeah, you, we don't, you don't know that. You don't see right You're projecting. Put you don't flag, know that. Put your flag down in the sand, bro. No, tell me it's gonna be because match I, I don't. Ha- I'm not the one trying to project. Um, anything could happen. All I'm saying Anything is, could happen, WrestleMania. She has a place in the roster, but having her to a believable wrestling ho- match against Sasha is just not going to fucking happen. Well, uh, then not. I don't know why you're. I don't know why you're expecting that because you know this is probably going to have some sort of gimmick, and she's also a heel. So you know she's going to be trying to cheat. So it's like I don't know. There's I don't know why you're expecting that. Like, like, match two that out of three falls Iron Woman match between Carmella and Sasha Ever. Banks. I can I can think of forty five fucking Sasha leader. matches. I can't think of one Carmella yeah, match that I Sasha can't Sasha Banks about. is the best wrestler on the planet. Yes. That's being like, oh, I can think of thirty AJ Styles matches, but I can't think of a, a good Austin Theory match. I don't like Austin. Doesn't Theory. mean he's not so a good. There you go. Makes mean, my point. I'm Thank just you. saying it doesn't mean he's not a good wrestler. He is a good wrestler. It's just you're talking about like one of the best of all time versus someone who like that's unfair to put them there. Anyway, let's move you're on. A, you're a moron. Let's you're move a moron. on. Let's move on. You know what King Corbin would call you? A moron. And that's what also after last week they made him look like a moron on SmackDown. So he had to like, you know, get a duo that people might have forgot about. You know, that pun was coming. Uh, Corbin had help. Uh, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler are back. I don't know if they're called Blake and Cutler because, you know, we don't like first names. But uh, they got rid of the big magazine. So that's good. He's apparently on main event with Elias. Like, Make me, make me not care about him even more. That's good. Uh, this match I thought was a lot of fun, though, because, you know, Corbin and Murphy. But it's also like, now we have Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy, former tag team champs in NXT National. There's a lot of fun stuff going on here for people who have, uh, you know, watched NXT back then. Corbin gets the win. So I'm like, okay, they found it interesting. We have an equalizer now in the Mysterio family do- drama. The star of this match was Dom's outfit. Uh, oh, so I was gonna say was let's let's part. let's not bury the lead here, folks. That thing was fucking amazing. Someone was it you that sent me the the, the rock the, side? The by rock, side? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh Jesus. It had to be what he was going yeah. for. Because if not, like, what are you going for? It's not the rock. There's something, there's something about a turtleneck, and maybe honest to God, this is probably leading more into my life than anything else. My mom, for every non uh it's like spring pitcher day or, or winter pitcher day, whatever it was, turtleneck. every year, turtleneck. Yep. Every year. But I bet you didn't have that sick bling oh, around no, your neck, though. No, I did not. Not looking fresh. Dude, you, take one look at me. Do you think I'm cool? No. <laughs> no. No. Not even close. <laughs> so my pictures would indicate the same. So it is what it is, folks. But some people can pull off a turtleneck. Dominic, maybe can turn. But when it was bright, it was like fuchsia. <laughs> it was great. It was like, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I loved it. It was, it was the equivalent of a car wreck. I was just like, Wow. Wow, he he thought that was a good choice, but I give him props because not everybody can pull it off. <laughs> and it took, oh, it took man. away from the match though, because I didn't give a shit about Murphy and Corbin. I was like, oh cool, Corbin. But then it is what it is, you know. Corbin won, so it is what it is. Yeah, equalizer. It's everywhere where we should be. Fifty-fifty booking is what yep. it is. Uh, anything else on the Smack It Down? Or are we good to go? 
Uh, you can move to the heat if you'd like, yeah, my friend. Yeah, buddy. Let's hit that button. Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV! There's so much. So much I could get into. Oh, first off, how do you feel about Bailey losing clean to Natty? That's, that's one of those erroneous things that you're just like, oh, it doesn't so matter. Look, it doesn't it, matter. No, it does it's matter. It's one of those things. I'm not going to fully bash it because clearly Bailey right now, they're, they're breaking her down, trying to build her back up. And I think she's fine with it. And it's one of those things when you watch wrestling, every now and then you want this kind of thrown in. So it isn't like, oh, this is an expected outcome. It's like, it's something like, whoa, it's a curveball. So it's hard to hit it for that, but it's just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it just, what went on in the ring, like whatever. I think this was about like Bianca doing her thing on commentary was the main thing to push her feud forward with Bailey because Bailey's going to do the job for her as well. And I guess for some reason, Natty felt like they need to give her a win. Maybe she's facing Sasha at the Rumble. I don't know. But yeah, it yeah. was a shock. I'll get that. Yeah, it was a shock value. But again, it's Natty. So, you know, it's funny. Every time I see Natty, it's just like, ugh. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, ah, that's Natty. <laughs> it just sounds like, ugh. Just ugh. But it is what it is, folks. Is what it is. Um, I don't know how you feel about the main event. I mean, the Roman Reigns stuff was fine, in my opinion. I Here's the thing. We didn't put this in the shine. It's shine-worthy, but I think that overall, it took me out of it when the main event happened. I appreciated the Roman Reigns thing making fun of Kayla. Like, I thought that was nice touch yep. at the beginning of the show, showing, you know, he's flexing his muscles and making the, you know, making the interviewer feel afraid. And then, of course, we go to the KO thing backstage with, you know, mm, Ducky doing his thing and, like, you know, whatever, like, I'm going to help you, yeah, you know, like, whatever. But then we get to the match. The match is kind of pedestrian, doesn't really matter. And, of course, the end is a DQ, so literally nothing mattered at that point. So my big takeaway from this is, like, I get the thing with, like, doing the, the J thing, but it's just, like, I'm I'm in for Roman KO. Like, I'm excited for it. But there's so much of, like, why like what? Why are we going backwards? You know what? He, like, Roman's still coming out mid-match, leaving him alone, whatever. Like, that's fine. That's, I guess, his new thing. He gets DQ'd. Um, and it's just, but then he just beats the fuck out of Uso again with the chair. So it's like, like eventually we're going to think like Jay's going to break away from him again. Are we building up to have them fight again at some point? Like, I just, I don't, I guess I just don't understand the direction. Cause I feel like we're taking backward steps. Like I'm at the point now where like, I kind of like him as the lap dog, but now he's like getting pushed down even more of like less than a lap dog. But it's just, I don't, I don't know. I'm very, it's just very muddled for me. It's, that's why, like, I'm not going to say, like, I hated it, but it's just, like, I don't really, I, I don't see an outcome where I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that was good. It's going to be more of, like, okay. So, I don't, I don't know. You hit Maybe you could clear the air. You hit on something very important here. JC, would you say there's a lap dog and... Here comes the big dog. The big dog, <laughs> Roman Reigns. I couldn't help myself. That's what, exactly what I thought when you said that. The lap dog and the big dog, baby. I, I, I... So, yes, I agree with you. They made a comment about Jey Uso being, uh, you know, by himself and Jimmy coming back next month. So I'm curious to see where that goes. I think that, obviously, strength in numbers is very important. Building, here's the thing for me. I want Roman Reigns to have a full table. And I think that's better. Yeah, I, think I that agree. But like, I feel like this was like a step backwards from absolutely. that. Like, absolutely. So I just don't understand correct. it. 100% correct. And when I was watching it, it went like, here's here's the thing, right? Like here, and I, I don't, I, I know you, I know you're going to say this JC and it's fine. I'm prepared for whatever you're going to say, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Rem, Roman Reigns, Jay Uso, main event Uso, KO, and Otis. Yeah, Otis is one you know, of the bigger like, baby faces still. They've dropped the ball with them. But no, it's still... but it's just like, 
Let me put it this way. If we're putting Roman and KO on the same level, like, you're looking at Jey Uso, it's like, I could, I could believe Otis is on his level. Otis is like upper mid-card, which I, that's what I consider Jey Uso. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. We, we, we had the Otis experiment. It was funny. It was, it was a good time. Let's move well, they on. dropped the ball with it. They 100% dropped the ball with well, it. Well, they dropped the Mandy. That's the problem. Well, they, they dropped the Mandy. Yeah. She's the ball. Everyone wants the ball. You want the Mandy. And Always Josh, in the shine. Josh want, never mind. I'm not even going to say it. Josh wants her to. Never mind. Something about a ball. That's inappropriate, Adam. Inappropriate you. is the name, middle name of this podcast. The Jobber Inappropriate Knocker podcast, that is. <laughs> inappropriate Knockers. Inappropriate <laughs> Knockers. For crying out loud, give me, give me a break, JC. We give out golden knockers. There's an innuendo. Yeah, it's a trophy. Yeah, it's a trophy. No, it's a door hanger that you um, put outside. We give out a set. We get nothing. We give out a set of golden knockers every year. Yes, and you say who will get bring home? Maybe somebody will actually get a set of knockers. Like you say it. Don't don't, yeah. me, don't even don't even. You're no full one, of shit. No one, no one wants just one tip. I can't even. I can't. Anyway, tip by itself. Something else. No, not for me. Anyway, let's move on to uh, six man tag because everybody loves a Pat Patterson Memorial six man tag. I'm not going to say anything ill will about no, that. No, I'm not going to say anything either. I'm just saying a six man tag is stupid. It's like let's talk about yeah. the, let's talk about the first IC champion, and then we'll do a six man tag with former IC champions. It's like eh, let's uh, Daniel Bryan yeah. wins the roll up because that's what Pat Pat did. Great, wonderful. Let's woo move on. Is what it yep. is, folks. Is what it is. Not really interested. Not interested at all. I'm trying to see if there's anything else on SmackDown. On SmackDown, nope. Go to Raw. Okay, Raw. Well, can I start Raw, please? Go ahead. I know where you're going to go. So ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Hit the button, Adam. It's a job alert. Who the Hit fuck it. is Adam? Who the fuck it's a job is Hit it. What's up, jobbers? Jobber alert. Hey, retribution. Good fucking God. Like, what did I, I went on there. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but I told you, WrestleMania. They are fucking done with them. They're in a feud with Ricochet and Dana Brooke, and they're losing to Dana Brooke, like, in a mixed tag match. And now apparently they're just tossing out Mia Yim, which honestly is probably the best thing for her career. Get her away from them because they're headed down the gutter, which sucks because Mustafa Ali, like, I love him. I I, mean, I want Dominic Dajakovic to have a good career. I enjoy Slapjack. Like, I can't even say that without coughing, but like, good God, Nestlemania. Why is this? Just get him off my TV, like you would Whoa. say. Get him out of here. Retribution, Whoa. absolute dog shit from the start. They gave us like two weeks where we thought we were going to care. They don't care. I don't care. Fucking garbage. You know, this it, made me laugh. This was fucking hilarious. You know, it did make me laugh too because it made me think of like, oh God, what are we going to discuss on the program? But here's the other thing that broke my heart too is they talked like, what was it, like a month or two ago where he was like, yeah, I was the hacker from SmackDown and they've done nothing with yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Not one thing with it. It's just it's like, like why bring it up? It's like, oh, it was Hornswoggle. Okay, we're done. Yeah, exactly. Why bring it up? <laughs> why bring it up? It makes no goddamn sense. Not one little iota. Not one iota. And of course, to me, once you lose to Dana, you might as well go to the unemployment line. Like that's exactly how it is. Like it, you you might as well just sit back, relax, and enjoy your paycheck because that's exactly what you're going to be doing. That's it. And, and I like Dana Brooke. You know, she's not my enemy. She's fine. Well, depending on what you you know you decide if she's good or not. That's I mean, really Batista good. thinks she's really fine. Listen, I, here's the thing. Dana Brooke needs to figure out the age-old question for us. That's all. Then she Don't can go. talk. We need to know. We need to know. No. How big it is. <laughs> That's really what she's there for, folks. I mean, let's. let's oh my word! Then she'll because then she'll be on shoot interviews and she'll just be able to live that entire life, being like, "Here's here's my sexual experience with Dave Batista." Nestle's talking about Batista's big hog. 
Do you watch shoot interviews? Do you know how many times people make that joke? Like, no, I've interview? seen I've seen your eight thousand Todd videos. Oh my God. It's hysterical. It. It's hysterical. Del Rio, he said he, he Todd said it in Spanish to Del Rio. He said water hose. <laughs> and Del Rio goes, There's something seriously mentally wrong with that man. Like I, I lost it. Lost it. So the responses are hilarious, guys. Check those out. Oh on Lord. Especially you shoot interviews are fucking hysterical. Hysterical. Anyway. Back to that uh, whole thing. We already talked about Shelty. We already talked about the good stuff. Um, I am curious how you feel about the Asuka and Lana c- scenario because I'm I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, I just want Lana to win the title already yeah. so I can stop caring because I exactly. don't like. I just I don't I don't actually care. It's so muddled now, and it's like the mat. It should have happened by now, but I do want the moment. Like I want the moment because like we talk about moments in wrestling, like Lana holding a title and crying, like that's actually like gonna feel good, especially if you watched her twenty four or whatever it is. Like that that'll be cool. But after that, it's like okay, I'm done. Like the story, like I just like I've seen the story, I get it. Like she's getting bullied by fucking Nia and Jaina, who are big fucking bullies. Be a star, but they're bullies. And I just want Lana to get her comeuppance, and I guess Ask Oscar's gonna be there for the ride and probably be a double champ. But like, just get me there because these segments every week are fucking dog shit. Yep. Yeah, nothing else really to say there except uh, it's not great. Not great, Bob. Uh, very quickly, we haven't talked about this. Uh, how do you feel about Bronuts? <laughs> like everything else Matt Riddle or Riddle, whatever you want to call him, has done the last month and a half, the dude makes me laugh, so I appreciate him. It's fucking World Wrestling Entertainment. And the thing is about him is he's a he's a two-tool player. Like he's a, he's a funny, but he's also great in the ring, so it's like, I'm all for it, man. It's fucking ridiculous. The best part was when MVP yes, actually yes, ate the donut. Yes. Because I'm like, there's no way someone can eat those donuts. He's been carrying around MVP. <laughs> I almost pissed myself. <laughs> he literally did nothing this week, and then he ate the donut. And I was like, that's it. That's all he had to do. But MVP, he's doing exactly what he has to do. Right. He's just there for his guys. Right. And that was what I envisioned, and that's what he's become. Oh, I just fucking love it. And Riddle with the Hurt Business has just been, it's just been such a match made in heaven that like, I'm looking forward to more and more of it. I just, I, I was like, bro nuts. Is that the title of our show this week? Bro nuts? Bro nuts. It's either that or Lapdog Big Dog. Like it's either those two words, but oh my God. Like when I saw bro nuts, I was like, this is too much even for me. Like in the fact, it's, ridiculous. it's just so ridiculous. And again, I don't like the gentleman, but I mean, you can't, you can't help but notice how entertaining he is. He's incredibly entertaining. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, I think there's one last thing to talk about, and I believe you'd probably want to dance. So. I, I, I wish we had video because you sound like you're in a creaky attic or that you're going to flip out of your old chair. You so, yeah, the old, I'm, I'm in an old wooden chair. It's been like, it was like my grandfather's or something at his desk and it's actually comfortable for an old chair, but it creaks when I move. So when I'm yeah, wiggling, say. the chair, the, the wood's really wiggling. Wiggling wood. Wiggling woods. <laughs> and you're telling me that I'm the innuendo. Uh, I, I'm talking about literal wood. You're thinking about hogs again. No, you're the one talking about literal wood. That's what I mean. Do you have like pictures of Batista's hog all around your room no. or something? Like, no. Unhealthy. No. But should we talk about the, the flyer fly flop house? I think we should talk about the fluff 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 flop house. Yes. I think it's uh so first off I want to give a big shout out. I have not only have I been a detective for a very long time, there's a, a gentleman by the name of Dummy Feds who is also a detective. Uh we are uh two gumshoes looking for some clues. And it's I gotta give a shout out to my boy Dummy because it's nice uh throwing some stuff against the wall and see what sticks, because we love a good conspiracy theory. 
and uh, we're working on some good stuff. So, uh, you know, the thing that I wanted to say was Orton comes out. We're all excited. We're like, okay, Orton's going to do his Orton thing. Then the Firefly Funhouse thing comes up, and it's, you know, Bray talking about random stuff. And he's like, you know what we're going to do? Did you just say we're going to play a game? And then he goes, let's get Randy. I just, I lost it because I'm a sucker for a game show. I love game shows. Like I, as a kid, I would watch the game show network. I would watch reruns. I love game shows. So I was hooked. I was like, this is great. He had the, he had the three uh, puppets, you know, being everything. First off, very, very interesting, JC. I don't know if you notice this care or whatever, but because I've got a sleuth eye, did you notice every one of the contestants buzzers? The X, it was painted just like the Scottish flag. Did you notice that? It's not over. It's not over, folks. He's coming for it. He's coming mm-hmm. for it. So he wants his baby back. He wants his baby back, baby back, baby back. Yes, he does. So keep a, keep an eye on that. And of course, you know, he says the crucifix, and you know, he wants uh, the winner gets the crucifix and the, uh, the the dead frog for forty nine ninety nine. Which to me, Joe was like. What's forty nine ninety nine? I'm like probably the price of the pay per view that you're gonna have to pay for when you don't have the network. Like that's probably what it is. Um, but the whole thing to me was like, you think about the crucifix or the crucifix or whatever he calls it, trying to kill Abby's heart, right? And the frog was the the friendship. So like basically they're entangled together because the friendship died because he basically killed Abigail, right? So it's it's there. But if you listen very closely, and I don't want to get too too far in the weeds, although it is a lot of fun. Um, he did talk about how the crucifix was wielded by a shaman of the dark arts, right? And it's just, it's so much, it's so interesting to me. Like, so Dami and I were going back through a text thread. So I want to read this real quick to you. Uh, it says, black shamanism is a kind of shamanism practiced by Mongolian and Siberia. Uh, it was opposite of other things, but they have rituals and traditions from Buddhism. So like, there's a lot of themes here with different religions that him and I are looking into that we think we're going to crack this code. We're going to get into it. We're going to go down the rabbit hole, so to speak, not the rambling rabbit hole, but it's interesting. And of course, dark arts have to do with spirits of the upper and evil worlds. Um, But the other thing too, that really, really, really kind of sent me into something about this whole thing is that they talked about the tree of knowledge, which I don't know if anybody picked up on, which is, you know, originally the tree of knowledge was about, you know, Adam and Eve and, you know, how the devil basically was doing the whole, you know, you can take an apple thing and entice you into changing and, 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 oh, you can have a sin here or there kind of thing. So when I'm looking at these kind of things, I'm really getting into so much. There's so much to talk about, but I don't want to, like, confuse anybody, but there's so much to digest. Like, we're getting it. We're going into the weeds on some of this stuff, um, but I'm so excited because if the if the crucifix was made from the tree of knowledge— what we're looking at here is a weird narrative, JC, is that, you know, anybody can be enticed to turn evil. And Randy Orton's already evil. So my thought is here, is this a way, in your opinion, JC, for the fiend to become a huge baby face? Because evil itself is Randy Orton. Evil itself is the fiend. So the hard thing with the fiend is that it's one of those things where I think in this feud they're already being presented as quote unquote the default baby faces. Him and Alexa have kind of flipped because Randy is so evil. But it's like they're never gonna be your stereotypical like baby faces. Kind of like in the, it's a different obviously way than like a Sasha or whatever. But it's a similar thing where it's just like they're never gonna be. But like I think in this type of feud, it just shows that 
they can play the other side because they're going to be the ones I think you want to root for by the end of it because Orton's going to do some evil dastardly things like he always does. But it's also interesting because obviously, you know, we get this culminated throughout the night and uh, Randy challenged Bray to a match, which I thought was kind of cool, actually, that they're, they're going to like, oh, I'll have a match with you. And as Orton was about to win, the lights go out and we had a transformation. And Nor- this is like the first time, because a lot of times the lights go out and he like shows up. But this is like the first time, like in person, Bray has been there, right there, and literally transformed. Mm-hmm. So for me, like that was a big takeaway. It was like, whoa, that's something we haven't seen him do before. A lot of the time, the scene just shows up out of nowhere, and Bray's on like the jumbotron. But this time, like Bray literally was gone, and the scene was there. Because we've seen it before, where Bray's still on the jumbotron, and the scene's there, like two places at once. But we've never seen like this. Like it was like an apparition, transformation. So I don't know if any of your little tea leaves or whatever the fuck that shit you were just saying tea that's leaves. over my head. Tea you were leaves. just saying maybe you can explain that for me. Well, the whole very quickly, I wanted to also say this out because he, you know, Dom sent me this too. The word shaman specifically talks about being a healer, right? And we talk about heal, hurt, hurt heal, and heal, right? So yep. there's a lot of things coming here, and you know, it's it's from Siberia, and it's the whole technique of on a journey, and it's basically the journey allows one to move into the world of spirit outside of time and space. Which where would that be? The funhouse. So I think specifically, folks, we are getting something. We've already gone to the Abigail house that's been burned down, literally. I think that Randy Orton's going to find a way to figuratively burn down the funhouse in some form or fashion. Seth already tried that. Right. He's burned it down, kind of. <laughs> Special shout out to I think Finn. Kid, I think but... Finn got in there, too. Mm-hmm. Braun got in there. Braun and... Braun definitely got in no, there. No, not, not Finn. Braun and uh, Seth Rollins did. And then... Uh, I think that was it, with the exception of some. Maybe no. Well, Cena was technically in there too. So there's a portal. Yeah. There's a portal. That folks. was a that was a whole different psychedelic thing. I know you had to take some psychedelics to enjoy that thing, but it, it yeah. was amazing. But no, it there's, was amazing. There's so many things that like. There's so much talking like about the whole spectrum of the Firefly Funhouse being something specific. And I, I, Dom and I are really, I think we're going to get into it a lot further. There might be an article, might be a video. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll figure it out. But I'm so excited to get in into it because I think there's a lot there that clearly we could be correct about or wrong about, but it's fun. It's fun to get in that conspiracy theory thing with my tinfoil hat. You know, it's just, I, there's so much to get wrapped around here because there's just this guy, like you think about it, like this is just a guy, but he's like this being like he's this entity like you know what are you laughing about he's, like, he's, like, he's just a guy but he's so much more it's like you're worshiping him nephilimania you and dom are disciples to the theme listen you're I, like alexa bliss maybe 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 i've gone down the rabbit hole i don't know but again there's so much we can get into and i don't want to ruin everything that we're going to talk about but yeah no definitely save it i think that's a good tease though but it's it, i look forward we, to it because i am just Lot. No, him and him. I, honestly, him and I have like long discussions sometimes. Where we're just like, we gotta, we gotta sit down and we gotta figure this shit out. So that's pretty much it. But let's get hopeful. Man, imagine if you smoked weed, you'd really fucking be crazy with this shit. I know. Maybe, maybe I'll figure it out. Maybe, maybe someday I'll get high. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of high, that's a high hope. We're going to the hope. Uh, uh, I have my only hope. Go ahead. Go and ahead. I'm gonna give it to you. Give it to uh, me, baby. Nestlemania. What's the next uh, pay-per-view? Don't go chasing waterfalls. It's the TLC no, pay-per-view. I, I, my, minus stairs, which is bullshit. Uh, I'm not going to make them. I hope, though. But uh, what what is the uh, middle letter in that pay-per-view? L. What does it stand for? Ladder. Yeah. And guess what I like? Ladder. Intercontinental ladder matches. 
So uh, I'm looking at SmackDown. I'm like, okay, we could do Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan one-on-one. That would be a lot of fun. But what if we put in a little dash of Chad Gable, a little, I should have done a little dash of Dominic, a little grab of Gable, a little... Um, Alliteration is not your best game. A little nutmeg of Nakamura and a little uh, cilantro Cesaro. Cilantro Cesaro. I could get behind. It would be super hot fire. So yeah, that's my hope. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC come true. You don't want a six-man ladder match? You are fucking Fugazi. Get the fuck off this program. Fugazi? Yeah. Wow, you haven't used Shout that Shout out Kevin while. Walsh. Yeah, no, my boy. Uh, look, I just... I, I my, my hope this week, very simple. I was watching Sami Zayn versus Rey Mysterio. Give me that all day long. I think having Sami Zayn plug into where Seth Rollins was, going against all the, the Mysterio family with Murphy, I think that would be incredible. I think Sami Zayn would find a way specifically to deal with Murphy and Mysterio and Dominic, all that stuff. What about Aaliyah? I I, I left her out for a reason because she's not going to be with us much longer. She's going to. That's probably not true. She has a better job of keeping her job forever than Murphy did. Am I wrong? She has a Mysterio name. She's also younger too. So she has a lot longer career ahead of her. She's not going to be a wrestler, is she? Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, a lot uh, of people could be wrestling. Stop stomping on my hope. God. Well, you were asking stupid questions. You just pipe in when you want because you think you're the co-host. I, I mean, I am the co-host. <laughs> you, we're we're kind of the co-hosts of each other. You said you were done. You said you were short. So I asked a follow-up question. And then we had a discussion. This is not a dissertation, folks. Yeah, no shit. Anyway, you know dissertation is? do you not agree that uh, Sami Zayn and Mysterio would be great? Yeah, it'd be great, but we got Corbin first. Get in line, bro. I don't know. I think I I think personally that uh, Mysterio and uh, Sami Zayn, it could, and if that's a mania feud, I'm cool with it. I think that'd be a lot of fun, honestly. I think that they, the way that they were moving in that six-man tag, although I hate six-man tags, I really enjoyed it. I thought, man, that chemistry would be really, really, really good. I don't care if Yeah, they're good wrestlers, bro. I don't care about Murph. Well, I care about Murph. I care about Murph. You but should I feel care like about the, Dominic. He's the best one. Well, that's still out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Fashion choice? Absolutely. But uh, I don't know if he's the best wrestler in that family yet. So just throwing that up. Oh, my All right, anyway, we're going to go to a comeback because we're already live and long. Let's do this. Speaking of six-man tags, he's here to show the world. Not having the buttons like I'm walking all over them. Like it's, I'm just not used to having them back. So, But it's Dolph Ziggler. Because unlike me selling this segment, his sales after that six-man tag were glorious, you know, because it was supposed to be like a tribute match or whatever. So Dolph Ziggler said, I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to be ridiculous and put this segment over. And he did just that. So if anything deserves to come back, it's for that. Because Dolph Ziggler, this is why he will have a job until the day he dies. Because he might be the best seller of all time. Him and HBK. JC has terrible timing, folks. That's fine. Anyway, my comeback this week goes to one sting. Because he showed up on AEW television, or I think 18 or 20 years ago, uh, last time he showed up on TNT was a big deal. Clearly it shook the internet. There's a lot of people. And by the way, JC, he uh, had the most shirts sold in 24-hour period on ProWrestlingTees.com. So I think people still want to see Sting. And I think they want to see Sting not used in a terrible way that WWE used him. So I think that at the very least, yes, I know. Oh, you mean give him a WrestleMania match? 
Yeah. That he lost. Terrible way to that use he should have never lost. He should have lost. No, he should not have lost. You think he should have beat Seth Rollins? No, WrestleMania was Triple H, dummy. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Seth Rollins. I'm mixing it up. Seth Rollins was Seth Rollins. Seth, he's the one who killed him. That's yes, right. Yes, that was the Thank end of God. It. God bless you, Seth Rollins. You're my Messiah. Will you stop it? Will Put you these stop old people it? out. So Winter is Coming, WrestleMania, was a fucking perfect show except for this. I just no, listen. Part. Listen, I think this is a great idea. Listen. Is Sting going to wrestle you know, around everybody? No, he's not. He's not supposed to. He's, look at this. You're, you're going to take shit for this, you know, because you hear, along with me, ripping The Undertaker for being geriatric. This guy might be even more geriatric, and you're all happy that he's going to try to wrestle Darby Allen, and Darby's going to have to drag his painted carcass around the ring. Listen, listen, it's Sting. There's a little yeah, bit of a difference. Fucking it's Sting. You think Sting's better than The Undertaker? In certain Fake aspects, news. sure. Get the fuck out of here. In certain Sting aspects, can't hold the Undertaker's jock. I, listen, this is up for a longer debate, folks. I, I think that oh my God. I think that Sting used properly the vigilante Sting in WWE was yeah, dog he was shit. Cool. No dog shit in WWE. Back I'm in the about day, Sting was cool. Not cool anymore. Not, listen, 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 listen. Ninety-seven was the year of Sting. Ninety-six was the year of Sting too. Well, The Undertaker had about 20 years. That was his year. So that tells he never you had a full year where it was like The Undertaker. Yeah, because he was the uh, every WrestleMania was his fucking show. And by the way, it's the biggest show in wrestling. So sure. Eat it. Sure. I'm just telling you right now, my comeback goes to Sting. We can have a longer discussion yeah. about this, folks. He did come back, so you're not incorrect, but it's fucking horrible. I'm just saying cause... it's not a bad idea. It's not. Yeah. So here's the thing. Next time WWE trots back a fucking geriatric, I don't want to hear all you fucking virgins cry about it because... AEW brought back the most jury. Last time we saw him, the dude got fucking killed. Stay dead, bro. I, if he came back as like a manager or whatever, but he didn't, they give him a fucking record. How would you feel? He's on the fucking stand. How would you feel if he? Oh. How would you feel if he was the on-screen, you know, general manager kind of thing? Like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Okay. I'm, like AEW's already doing you know, that hey, with everyone. Hey, 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 hey! Take a little bit of your own medicine there, JC. Why don't you just let it play out before you know what's going to happen? No, because I know he's going to wrestle. I want to wrestle at least Arn Anderson. This is the same Cole argument with Carmella. Wrestling. This is the same argument with Carmella, and you are. How you are, is it? Whoa, no, 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 no! Carmella's in her prime and actual record. No, 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 I'm not saying you. I'm not saying Carmella is saying the same. I'm saying your argument for me is the same thing that I'm saying for no, you. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It is that? Absolutely. No, because what's going to play out? I know he's going to try to wrestle. He's going to hurt himself again. I don't want to see him wrestle. That's the difference. I don't want to see Carmella wrestle. She's terrible. I know it's going to well, happen. Well, yeah, but you just you just hate fucking prettied up women. That's all. No, I'm telling you right now. You, if you know what's going to happen with Sting, I know what's going to happen with Carmella. It's the same. It's the same argument. It's not because Carmella is actually an athlete. Sting's not an athlete. Sting is an athlete. God yeah, damn it, thirty years ago. A 60, nestle, 61-year-old man, he ain't no fucking athlete. Listen, you are out of your here. fucking mind. This here. is fucking dog shit. It's Absolute dog shit. You are. Dog shit, dog shit. Flush it down the toilet. Fucking keep flushing it because it's probably going to clog because he's such a big fucking turd. Get him out of You're here. You're a turd burglar. That's what you are. You are an awful, awful person. You are. No, I'm a correct person. Correct I'm like person. the nicest person on the show. Well, and it's easy because like two of us. I was going to say. <laughs> Do you, think, oh, do, you think people listen, do you think people want to listen to a program where I'm nice? Come on. No, they don't care. They You're want, sticking they up want for, the, for an old person, I guess. Listen, there's a lot of... Close listen, to your age. There's I understand why you're, like, you're defending it, because you guys are like the same age, and you think Who's I'm aging. guys? You. You and Stina are like the same age. You're Me? both 61. Yeah. Old man muscle. Listen, I, I, here's, here's, here's what the real crux of the issue is for me. I just want him to see go out on a positive note because, in my opinion, the WWE. I would like that too. Yeah, it was it was unfortunate the way it ended because fucking Rollins injured him. Because I don't know why he agreed to take that move because we've seen that move like it just just 
Not that it's unsafe. It's just like there's a higher risk of injury on that move. That's we've seen. It's been proven. Hey, hey, so hey. So it just... Just saying. He injured Finn Balor. I'm... He I injured Nestle, Sting. I, and he injured I, Becky Lynch on the show. Uh-huh. I... <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying. He did. He's no Nia Jack, but he certainly has a He's rap getting seat. there. He's getting there. But here's the thing. Here's my worry with Sting. Is I like The Undertaker. I don't think he's smart to play it safe. He's going to be like, oh, I can take that move. And then he's going to fucking die again. And here we are again, going out in a sour note. Fucking stretcher. I don't want to see that. I think people will take care of him more in AEW because they actually cared about Sting more than oh, they the, cared about him in WWE. Oh, oh the, the company that lets people fucking roll around and ring and cut and doesn't even care? Yeah. Excellent point. Take Excellent, him point. Yeah. Excellent point. Excellent point. I will say this much. <laughs> they probably care more about Sting than they care about Dark Order. Well, I, I, well yes. I will say this, though. If Cody's involved, I think it'll be more. So hold on, safer. hold on, hold on. So the best wrestler alive, in your opinion, Cody. Yeah. If he faces Sting. No, 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 no. I said if he's involved, I don't want him wrestling him. But I'm saying. No, no, that's where we're headed, folks. That's where we're No, if he's like, if Cody's like a part part time producer on this, and like, because he works so much with Darby and stuff, I think that there'll be better caution where they'll have their flags up more, as opposed to if it's just like the young bucks, it can be a little. Careful. Also, thirty second argument. Remember how Cody said that that TNT championship was the best championship ever. Now it's like yeah. never defended. It just doesn't even matter. It might as well be a uh, fucking nothing. Darby won it like two weeks ago. No, bro. but I'm just saying, remember how he had a, a match every single yeah. week? Every week. And well, now it's yeah. like Cody, 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 Cody. Just saying. Yeah, guess what? Cody doesn't have the championship anymore. No, but he's doing it open challenges. Cha- Dar- Darby doesn't have any challengers. Yeah. He's got plenty of challengers. Because, yeah, he does, but he's they don't do anything with it, though. Every week. Well, no, he's booked to wrestle the fucking your boy's team Taz every week because fucking cat too low has to come out and fucking run his mouth listen, and fucking listen, try to listen, hype up his boy. Listen, best, part of, best part of Team Taz, Ricky Starks. So that's fine. 100%, I agree. So, so let's just move on. Let's move on to something. Not even actually, close. No, it's not even close. Yeah, go to the finish. Let's go to the finish. finish. Can you shut up so I can hit the button? No. Oh, wow. What a maneuver. Good Lord. You do not know how to lay out. You really don't. No. Of course, because you say stupid shit. I don't know how to lay out. You talk for like 10 minutes straight about things. I let you go. And I cut you off when I get bored. Anyway, would, anyway. You, like, would you like to do the rest of this stuff so we can get to the Impact stuff? Uh, what, what else do we have to do? We can talk about Impact. We can talk about uh, NXT Hangover or, you know, War Games. Um, yeah, I guess since we were just talking about AEW, they have a bunch of shit this week, too. Uh, that Diamond Ring thing's happening again. MJF, I guess, is defending against. Orange Cassidy. Yes, who's winning? Um, I don't remember. Does this, does this come with like a number one contender thing or is it just for the fucking ring? I think it's I just can't for remember. Ring. Um, I'm going to pick Orange Cassidy because it's certainly been his year in AEW. Why the fuck not? I mean, I hope so. I hope so. What about this inner circle nonsense? What are they going to do with this shit? I think they're all going to say that they're all going to be part of a team. They got to prolong it for a while. They have to. It's, it's, they're too good together. Yeah. And Sting, Icon, talking. What do you think? <sighs> I'll be fast forwarding that. I don't give a shit. Wow. Okay. I don't. I just, I, I can't, I just I don't care. Sting apparently is, a, is going to be a ratings draw, apparently, is what everybody says. Of course, I mean, he's going to be a draw. He's fucking Sting. It's like when WWE brings back the Undertaker. And he fucking all... brings back a ton of people. There's no disputing it. Doesn't mean I have to like it. It's true. Something that you will I'm like. I'm not a simp. You're a fucking simp. Can you You're just... a simp for these fucking geriatrics. Can you please shut up so I can continue? No. You ask me a question, then you don't want me to answer it? No, I want you to be tight about it. No. Anyway. Nothing about me is tight. <laughs> Innuendo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyway, uh, on Dynamite, <sighs> we're going to have your boys, Lanch Acha and the Lucha Bros, versus 
Eddie Kingston, The Butcher, and The Blade. So I don't just like care. saying The Butcher and The Blade. The Butcher. The Six butcher. man tag. <clears throat> young Guns taking on Hybrid 2, just in case you cared. The Young Guns or the Young Bucks? Sorry, Young Bucks. No, Young Bucks. I didn't know if there, I didn't, I didn't know if there was a new tag team, seriously. So I, I the Young sure. Bucks taking on Hybrid 2 for the tag team championships, I believe. I don't give a fuck about Hybrid Kenny 2. Omega will be talking. That's a big deal, too. So just get excited. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, of course. So there's Sting. There's Omega. There's a lot of things there. What's on uh, NXT this week there, buddy? Do they even fucking promote it? Uh, well, they just, they're just coming off War Games, so I'm assuming there's going to be War Games follow because that show was super hot fire, and uh, you should go to the Jabberknock for YouTube and listen to the Quinn Twins for some Quinn magic from CJ and DQ as they break down NXT TakeOver War Games like only they can. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, I enjoyed the show Nestlemania. I don't know about you. The War Game show? Yeah. You ready Did for you this? not enjoy it? You ready for this? I enjoyed yeah. the hell out of it. Good. I thought it was great. I know uh, Champa Thatcher was your favorite. Oh, my God. You want to talk about hamburger meat? I just, I, I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that ear. Oof. I mean, Guthrie, Guthrie's, Guthrie's hot take was that that was going to be the best match of the night. And Guthrie, sit down. Just sit down. Like He said it was. He, he backed it up on Twitter. And that's fine. That's fine. That's, you, you're, you're, you, like, you have your opinion, and that's fine. I think, to me, and this is where I'm going to get some heat, for me, the best match of the night was the women's war games match, I thought. But I thought the the main event that one was violent. I thought the I thought the men's was really great too. But for me specifically, I loved every woman in that matchup. And when EO came in with the trash can, that was it. That was to me like that is it. That is a gif that will live on forever. Like it, it literally will live on forever. It's such a hilarious out of context thing that you can post that will transcend time for me for at least a couple of years, at least. So I I love the match. I thought the the joke of like having the advantage didn't matter because they didn't let her in the ring. Like I, I ate that shit up. I thought that was great. Um, so I was really, and again, I, you know how much I love Raquel Gonzalez. Like I think she's huge and awesome. I think she's going to be a big deal. And so when she fucking put EO, EO through the fucking table, you, you know, as we usually say, you pin the champion, you're usually going to get a title shot eventually down the line. So I don't know if she necessarily think she's going to win, but being a contender is a big deal in NXT. So listen, I, I'm all in. Like, I thought this match was great from head to toe. I thought it really was. And the women in this match, like, even Ember Moon doing the, you know, the eclipse onto the chair. Like, there were so many things in this matchup. I was just like, these women are going head and shoulders above what I thought they were going to do. And still doing creative things. Dakota Kai sacrificed herself in this match more than anyone. Like, that yeah. spot on the chairs that you just mentioned. Boom. But she had a couple like that. Like, like you said, this one, this one was more violent, which yes. was shocking. Because like, it wasn't expected. Um, it was, I thought everyone, like you said, looked good. But I will say this, Nathan, if your girl Raquel is going to be as good as she's supposed to be, she does need to win the NXT Championship. Okay, okay. Because the great ones do. And I think she might eventually, but I think it's one of those things where I don't think she's done with Rhea first. Mm -hmm. So that'll give EO time. But I think I could see Raquel being the one to beat her. Yeah, look, I mean, I think they, they're they very high on her. She clearly improved very quickly because she went from, like, jobber status to, like, bodyguard to crazy lady that can kill everybody. So I'm I'm in. Like, I think she's a star. I think she's great. I mean, everybody in that match looked like a star. And I think that's the hardest thing to do in a match like this. Because here's – I was going to bring it up, and I, I already looked at it uh, for Tuesdays, but I uh, we had to, you know, push it to Wednesday. But uh, the hard part that I have with the, the, the War Games match, as much as I love the match, is, like, essentially the first 20 minutes you can't do much. And it's, like, minimal there's 20 minutes because just getting everybody into the match – like, you literally can't do anything. Well, so, I think that's part of how they highlight everyone is because yeah. 
everyone gets more time. And I mean, we're talking 45, 50 minute matches right. here. So even though you have, what is it? Eight or 10 people, like it's, I think it's eight, right? Yeah. Eight. You still like, you still like, they, they all have their moments. Cause then you're having people laying out. So a lot of it is one-on-one or two-on-two anyway. Sure. And again, the Undisputed Era had a great showing. I thought it was amazing. I mean, TJ said on the uh, the Hangover that he thought it was the best War Games match ever. He needs to go do his research because that's a wrong answer. He doesn't watch all of the WrestleManias. I'm sorry, the, the, it does any of the fall brawls. Well, he might have he might have been talking about NXT War Games matches. No, I don't, I don't think he was. I don't think he was. I think he because he, he likes I, hot takes. I thought this match was better than the women's match. I love the women's match. I just thought this match was fucking incredible. If we hadn't finalized the knockers, like this would be in contention. It's just. A match like this is so hard, but I thought this match was incredible. I thought McAfee, once again, this fucking guy, WWE should sign him to a 90-year deal because this motherfucker, like in the match, before the match, after the match, the next day on his show with the necklace, like this guy is what I you want in wrestling. He is fucking incredible. And the fact that he can actually back it up in the ring is willing to take spots. I'm like our boy Gronky Gronk, like, my fucking eyes are wide open with him. McAfee, fucking stud. I thought everyone in this match looked great, too. This was just, it was beautiful. Uh, the Undisputed Era, like, really cementing their legacy. I thought this was this was them cementing their legacy, because I do think that in the next, whatever it is, six months to a year, they're going to come up at some point, right? They're not going to stay down there forever. I think this was finally the pinnacle, and now it's time to move on. Yeah, look, I, I, I thought it was a, a great story of just Pat getting his comeuppance, really, and I... And yeah, it, was, it was good. The bad guy lost. I, I, I do feel weird when I watch this because it, it definitely felt like Pat and the rest. You know what I mean? For a lot of period. But but Pete Dunn had a showing that was definitely worth the time. So, again, you can pick what you want. Both war games to me were very, very entertaining. I thought Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis delivered again. I thought that I the, liked it. the triple yep. threat was amazing, too. I thought the tri- Again, all five matches. And now TJ's going to be sitting here going, Nestle's saying something positive about NXT. But... All five matches had story, which is very hard to find on Raw or SmackDown sometimes. So again, go back watch War Games. There's all they were easy to follow, even if you weren't watching every week like I was. I appreciated all of the hard work all of those people did. So it was definitely an A plus effort everywhere you saw it. Shout out Leon Ruff. Now, now you talk about yeah. fucking talk about Raquel Gonzalez flipping the narrative. Like he was still kind of treated as a joke even coming into this match, but he showed that it's like okay, I like this. Yeah, I like it. I like Leon Ruff. Yeah, definitely a great underdog story and definitely not done with what he could be doing, especially as they said on the hangover, he could maybe be in the cruiserweight division and make some noise. So I, I'd be interested to see where he goes from here. Uh, I think it is now time to go to the Impact. They're having a turning point, JC. And, uh, turning point. Turning point. Uh, we're gonna just going to fire right away because we're already way over. So here we go. Ready? I already laid all mines in, so this should be really quick. Hernandez taking on Falaba. I'm I'll take the guy I've never heard of, Falaba. Okay. I'm, I'm butchering these names because I just I can't read Fala. I know it's the great Fala, but but uh, it's just I'm terrible with names, so I apologize. And clearly, my computer wants to definitely whatever. Uh, Dasha, sorry, not Dasha. Excuse me, <laughs> Tennille Deathwood <laughs> and Caleb versus Eddie Edwards and Alicia. Who you got? This is a tough one. Uh, I was looking at this feud, but you know what? I feel like I always pick Tennille Dashwood when she's in a match, so uh, we'll keep that streak going. I don't know if I've been right yet, but big Emma guy. So, uh, <laughs> look, I'm I'm going to go with – I actually watched to, to be in prep for this, so I, I'm picking Edwards and Alicia, and I'm picking Hernandez because I just – I can't help love both of these teams or these people. Uh, the Virtuosa, uh, mm. Peraza versus Rosemary, who's also amazing as well. I, Rosemary's great. Yeah, 
I'm picking, picking Deanna to retain. Yeah, um, I mean, um, you know, I've been big on Deanna all year. I'm so glad she's getting this opportunity and impact because she can be a star. She is a star. She's cementing herself as a star. Let's keep it going. She did lose last night, but that doesn't matter because Kimberly took the pin, so it doesn't really matter. Larry D uh, is trying to win his way out of killing somebody against Tommy Dreamer because this is a fucking storyline uh, in Impact Wrestling. I picked Larry D to win his freedom because it's ridiculous in every single way, and Tommy Dreamer looked like he was... Uh, well, I'm not going to say. He just looks like a melted Larry candle. Larry D. He just, he Give just, me the Larry yeah, D. Larry D. Give me the D as uh, Jason. He's got Mo and Curly with him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also, uh, we have Eric Young taking on Ryder. I saw this match, and I was just like, I just, it just made me chuckle. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick EY. Because I feel like, yeah, I'm going to pick EY. I don't know if he's factors in this at all with Rhino, but uh, I'm going to pick EY. And, of course, we already put in our other picks, but Ethan Page taking on Carl Anderson. As much as I love the machine gun, I went with Ethan Page, all ego, because Same. I just love this man. I thought you know, all ego was amazing on Twitter as well as just a great wrestler. Uh, and then, of course, in the main event, uh, Rich Swan taking on Chris Bay, who clearly has been shown to be an amazing talent on Impact mm-hmm. Wrestling. So uh, This should be an athletic masterpiece with these two guys in the ring. Um, I think I'm going to take Swan to retain. You did write in Swan. I also did write in Swan. So there's a lot. There's seven matches that just magically appeared last night, apparently. So uh, <laughs> we want to talk about WWE doing random crap. They definitely did random crap. So that's pretty much all I've got there. If you like to socialize a pod, and let's get this candle out of here. Let's light it. Five stars, five flames, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever the fuck else we are, Google Play, YouTube, Amazon. I definitely forgot one, anchor. but we're good. Five stars, five flames. Anchor, yeah, the, the, the anchor of the podcast platform that we actually upload to. Uh, so, yeah, five stars, five flames. We appreciate it. Jobberknocker.com, that's the website where, hey, the whole staff will have those turning point predictions, so check that out. We got Impact Results. Our boy Dominic said is already filed since we're recording a day late. Tonight is AW and NXT. Tomorrow is NXT UK. So always go to the website for that stuff because it's such good shit. Uh, at Jobberknocker, at SMNE, at JC of the JK, at TQ of the JK, at Rary of the JK, at LED2411, at JoePause47. At TJ of the JK, at DommyFed33, at DannyFab, one N, one N. That's the Twitters, at Facebook, Jabberknocker, Instagram, Jabberknocker, because we're everywhere you want to be on social media. Adam. Thank you, Josh. And so listening to this week. Yeah, exactly. Who the fuck is Josh? And on this note, thank you for listening to the Jabberknocker. We've been a little bit of explicit this week, so we hope that we're not just nasty. But maybe next week we will get a little nasty. Anyway, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with more Jabberknockery. Get her on TV. Yeah!